Let's hold our Bibles in our hand. If you brought your Bible, hey, if you're new, welcome to Living Word. Uh, if you didn't didn't know, you didn't, wow, I didn't bring a Bible. Well, you know, sometimes new people don't bring a Bible. It's okay. Uh, the scriptures are going to be up on the screen, and uh, uh, but we like to bring our Bibles, and we like to uh, we like to follow along. Everybody wants to follow along and be sure what I'm telling them is the truth. So let's hold on to our Bibles, and let's make this confession together. I thank you, Father, thank you, Father. that your word, your word has the power to change my life today I give heed to it I allow it to go into my ears then into my mind then into my spirit I'm a hearer of the word and a doer of the word and I'll never be the same after today in Jesus name amen Luke chapter 4 verse 18 this is Jesus's vision statement over his Ministry. He's just getting started, and he walks into the synagogue at Nazareth where he was raised, and he says this to everyone. He finds over in Isaiah chapter 61, he turns to Isaiah 61, and he reads this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He's sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he, then he told everybody, this scripture is being fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, he was referring to himself as the Messiah, and then he sat down, and it freaked him out. But what I want to focus on today is this area of ministry that Jesus has where he says that I was sent to heal the brokenhearted. And today I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Jesus as the healer of broken hearts. Psalm chapter 34 verse 18, the Bible says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and he saves such as have a contrite spirit. There are a lot of different things in our lives that break hearts. There are people in churches whose hearts are broken or have been broken. It can happen over relationships. It can happen over a lot of different things can actually break our heart. That breaks my heart is a terminology that a lot of people use and sometimes we come to Christ because our hearts are broken and actually that's the problem the Jesus didn't come to give us another religion or another philosophy to follow Jesus came to replace our hearts with new hearts Jesus is concerned about our hearts not just a list of rules and regulations don't be sure you don't commit adultery and don't cuss and don't chew and don't go with girls who do and you know Jesus didn't come just to give us a list of rules Jesus came to give us new hearts and it says the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart so there are those in our congregation today your heart has been broken and this applies not just to women. Sometimes we think, well, you know, women are, get their hearts broken. Listen, men get their hearts broken too. It's just that women are all about talking about it. Men, we, we toughen up. And, and, and my, my heart has been broken. But I don't talk about it like some people do. I like to hide it. I, like to, I, don't, like to, I don't like to cry about it, whine about it. 
but it can happen to any of us and Jesus came and I want you to notice something here and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna step on a sacred cow but okay that's why you come to this church don't you you know I'm gonna do that at least twice a month I'm going to step on a sacred cow here, and that is that Jesus said it was a part of his mission to come and heal the brokenhearted. To heal the brokenhearted. And here it says the Lord is near those who have a broken heart. So I hear people sometimes, here I go, I hear people sometimes pray and ask for God to break their heart. There is even a popular worship song, we don't sing it here, that says, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Now, it's a, it's a sweet song, and it sounds great. I love the tune. If you're not careful, it gets stuck in your head. But there's no evidence in the Bible that God has a broken heart or that anything breaks his heart. And there isn't anything in the Bible about our hearts being broken. God, please break me. Break me down. Break my will. Break, God, break my heart for you. We need to be careful about prayers like that because that's not in the Bible. Sounds very religious. Sounds very spiritual. But it ain't in the Bible. And it's not what God... So think about this. We're praying for God to break our heart, and Jesus said he came to heal broken hearts. Does that not compute with somebody that there's something weird about that? If he's the healer of broken hearts, then surely his Father is not going to break our heart. The Holy Spirit's not going to break our heart, so Jesus can keep healing it. Now... Uh, Psalm chapter 51, and I was talking with somebody about this one time. They, they threw this scripture in my face, so watch this, though, because I'm, I'm good with this. Watch this. Psalm chapter 51, verse 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. What about that scripture, Pastor Steve? Well, what does it say? It says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. It says that's a sacrifice. What do you do with a sacrifice? Anybody know? You offer it to God. You don't take a sacrificial offering and put it in your pocket. You give it to God. A person doesn't live a sacrificial life so that they can keep it. A sacrificial life is a life that you give away. Now this says that uh, the sacrifice, this says that a broken heart is a sacrifice to God. What does that mean? That means we give it to Him. We don't keep it. We don't hold on to it. We don't use it as a trophy. Oh, my heart's broken. But we give it to him for healing. Psalm chapter 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So today, I want to talk with you about God, the healer of broken hearts. Everybody in here, I'm going to venture to say, Everybody in here has had their heart broken. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean you're a bad person, you don't love God, you're not, you're not in God's will. Doesn't mean that at all. But let's talk about that. Hearts are broken. And again, I want to say this is not just women. We associate broken hearts with romance and women. But broken hearts 
This applies to men also. And broken hearts happen when we trust our hearts to something that is untrustworthy. That's how our hearts get broken, when we trust our hearts to something that is untrustworthy. Now, by untrustworthy, uh, that has very negative connotations as well, but sometimes something that's untrustworthy, it just means that it can't bear the weight of what we're putting on it. There are people that have broken our hearts. Sometimes people have broken their hearts. Anybody ever broken your heart because they're just plain evil? You'd like to slug them, wouldn't you? But then there are people who have broken their heart, our hearts, and it's not because they're evil. It's because they can't bear the weight of what we put on them, and they have disappointed us. We need to put the weight of our lives and our issues and our problems and our difficulties and our frustrations, we need to put that weight on God. Not other people, not our spouse, not our kids. We need to put the weight of that on God. Sometimes we put the weight of the weightiness of our lives on our spouse and they can't bear it. It's just too heavy. It's like walking across. One time when I was a kid, there was, uh, there was a swinging bridge that uh, some of the other kids were walking across and it was a wooden swinging bridge and it had slats out. You know, they would step over the slats to walk across this. And it was a, it was a long way. It was from here to the parking lot. And I wouldn't walk across it. They called me a scaredy cat. They called me all, all kinds of names. I was a coward. But I was thinking... If that slat broke out, then what would, what would it take to break the slat next to it? And to me, there wasn't anything evil about the, this uh, swinging bridge. It's just that, in my view, it was untrustworthy. I wasn't sure it could bear the weight of what I was going to put on it. So this oftentimes is where broken hearts come from. First of all, we trust the wrong people. But sometimes even the right people will break our hearts. We have to be careful putting our trust and our confidence in people, even good people. Even good people sometimes can't bear the weight of what we're giving them, what we're putting in on them. And sometimes even good people will disappoint us, let us down, sometimes even break our hearts in John chapter 2 verse 23 I love this scripture about Jesus this says now when Jesus was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast many believed on his name when they saw the signs that he did but Jesus did not entrust himself to them because he knew them there's one translation that says Jesus did not entrust his heart to men because he knew what was in men so sometimes we entrust our heart to the wrong people, but sometimes it's not that they're bad people. It's just that they can't bear the weight of it. Second of all, hurting people. Did you know that hurting people hurt people? There's, there's, if a person is hurting, that doesn't make them a bad person. You just got to realize that the places where they hurt are tender. A dog that's in pain will bite you to protect itself may not be a bad but it's such a sweet dog that dog bit me because you touched it where it hurt and it bit you people will do that too even if you're trying to help them sometimes hurting people will hurt you material things did you know material things will break your heart 
You can't put your trust and your confidence in materialism and material things. You have to put your trust and your confidence in God. Luke chapter 12, verse 15, Jesus said, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. Another boat, another car, another house, another, another something else. Listen, God, God wants to bless us materially. God wants to provide for us. God wants us to enjoy life. But you can't put your trust or your confidence in that. You have to put your trust and your confidence in God. And if you put your trust and confidence in materialism, it'll break your heart. Money. Money is a tool. Money is never to, you're never to put your confidence in money. Money is a tool to get, uh, get things done for the kingdom of God. And if you put your trust in it, your confidence in it, rather than your trust and confidence in God, it doesn't matter. So what's the stock market going to do this year? If we put our trust in it, now let's all be stupid. I've got money invested. You've got money invested. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm spending, I, I'm watching that and I'm making wise decisions with my money. But ultimately, you can't trust that. If we have another 2008, people freak out because they put, got their confidence in the wrong place. Are your investments your source or is God your source? Uh, again, I'm not, let's don't be stupid. Let's make wise investments and wise choices, but in the end, our confidence has to be in God. So I want to talk with you about the heart healing process. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands how many of you have had your heart broken. Everybody has. Every person in here has. You can't, you can't put your trust and your confidence in your kids. It's when they grow up, they'll break your heart. Now they'll come back around. The Bible says if you train up a child in the way they should go, that when they grow up, they won't depart from it. So you're going to be okay, but sometimes, sometimes parents get their heart broken when they think their, their teenager is their best friend. You're not called to be their best friend. You're called to be their parent. And sometimes, sometimes they'll break your heart. They'll disappoint you, and they'll break your heart. Hey, and, and it's okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to get over it. But you don't put your trust there. You don't put your confidence there. So, let's talk about the heart healing process. You ready? First of all, in the heart healing process, Jesus said that he came to give us a new heart. An unregenerated heart cannot be healed in the sense of being whole. Jesus came to give us a new heart. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. I will give you a new heart. And put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. So the gospel is not about healing an old heart, but it's about receiving a new heart. And sometimes we, we read the Bible and sometimes we listen to a, a message and we want to take the principles and we want to take our old, unregenerated, our old heart with all the scars and all the battle scars and all the stuff that's happened to it, and we want to put a Band-Aid on it, we want to try to fix it. You know what, I'm going to leave here today, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to put this principle in. But, but wait a minute, you've got to back up. The Bible and the principles of the Bible are designed to work in a new heart. 
not to put a band-aid on our old heart so there is a new heart when we make a decision to follow christ the bible says that he gives us a new heart a brand new heart so i'm going to encourage you today if you don't have a new heart i'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of this message to receive a new heart when we make a decision to follow christ he, he removes the old heart. This is why uh, making a decision to follow Christ can be so emotional for some. It wasn't emotional for me particularly, but it can be really emotional for people because that exchange of an old heart for a new one can be a really powerful, moving, emotional experience. However, even the new heart can be broken if we use it to trust something or someone who is untrustworthy. So even, a new, even the new heart that Christ gives us can be broken. And so that healing process, first of all, receiving a new heart. Second of all, receiving compassion. In the healing of a heart, there is the receiving, second of all, of compassion. Compassion is a heart connection with someone who is hurting. Psalm chapter 86, verse 15, God is a God of compassion. It says, but you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, patient and abundant in mercy and truth. So God has compassion. This is and one of the best places and the best times to experience the compassion of God is during worship. Listen to me. When you're hurting and when your heart has been broken, don't stay away. I said, don't stay away. You need to experience the worship. You need, you need to just allow the compassion of God. It's a real experience where God just can wrap his... Now, worship is for God. It's not for us. But sometimes we come in, and if our hearts are broken, we can't worship God. But he still loves us, and he still wants us to embrace him so he can embrace us compassion and then first peter 3 8 talks about the compassion of the body finally all of you be of one mind having compassion for one another love as brothers be tender-hearted courteous we're to have compassion for one another so if you have a broken heart <coughs> pardon me there should be that compassion from the church but if nobody else reaches out to you with compassion don't use that as an excuse because God's power, God's love, God's compassion, we'll talk about love in a second, but God's compassion is strong enough to reach out to you, reach around you, and love you and embrace you. Should the church do it? Yes. I came to church, I got a broken heart, nobody said a word. Should the church do that? Yes. But even if we don't, even if we miss it, even if we mess up, even if we didn't reach out to you, God is reaching out to you and his compassion is real. After you've received compassion, then there's love to receive. Love is an action towards someone who is hurting. Compassion is a heart connection with someone who's hurting. Love is an action towards someone who is hurting we did a series some years ago uh, called love is a verb love is not a feeling love is a verb love is an action god so loved the world john 3 16 doesn't start stop there god loved the world 
because his heart went pitter-patter. Says God loved the world so much that he gave. Love is action. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And this is an action by God to embrace us and bring healing. And the body should do that as well. The church body should do that as well. John chapter 15, verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Now love is action. Love is not, love is not just love you love you that's not what love it love is action love is god loved the world so he gave god loves you so he so he poured out his spirit in you action so there's new heart then there's compassion which is a heart reaching towards someone who's hurting and number three there is love which is action if no one else reaches out to you in love, that's not an excuse. Receive it directly from God because God has enough love. Should we? Absolutely we should. But if we miss it, if we mess up, if you don't get the love that you need from the body, you can get it from Him. Just don't miss the worship. Sleep through the Word, don't miss the worship. You know I ain't going to let you do that, but I'm just it sounded good to say a new heart, compassion, and love results then or should result in openness. Openness to receive God's healing for a broken heart. A new heart plus compassion plus love equals openness to the work of healing that God wants to do. The next, the fifth step, is obedience <gasps> many people get stuck here we love receiving compassion and love but you can't stay here and God loves you too much to let you stay there and so then comes the obedience <laughs> it's time to apply the medicine now the word the doctor, you can go see the doctor because you have a condition. He can see you. He can, you can like him because he or her has such a nice bedside manner and they listen to you and they've got compassion and all that stuff. But when he hands you the prescription, you take the prescription to the drugstore and you fill it. And then what do you do? Not a trick question. Then what do you do? You take it. Well, doctor, I know I came two weeks ago and I was sick, but now I'm worse. I'm much, much worse. So would you please talk to me again in the same tone of voice you talked last because I felt so good when you were talking to me. Did you take the medicine? Just, I just want the encouragement. I mean, you, were, it was, you have such a great bedside manner. Did you take the prescription? Now, many people get stuck here. because they experience the compassion of God and the compassion of the body. They experience the love of God and the love of the body. And now it's time to walk out of the broken heart and begin to experience healing. And if you're not careful, you're going to, you're going to, you, we, 
we like the feeling of the compassion and the love so much that then we take the instruction and the obedience as judgment so it kind of looks like this you've got a broken heart i see that i heard about that i understand it i walk up compassion hey come here let me just give you a hug come here come here come here man give me a let's just hug you can cry on my shoulder come on it's going to be listen it's going to be okay i understand you're going through a tough time i want you to know that i'm for you god's for you you know i love you and i'm and i'm pouring out my heart of compassion so after that i say listen here's my number this is my personal cell number and you can call me you can call me anytime and then and I, I'm going to call you every day and just check up on you for a week or so a couple weeks just to be sure you're good and you can talk to me there's the love there's action it's not just hey hey you know I'm, I'm sorry you feel bad it is now there's action here's my number I'm going to call you you call me and I, and I want to express that love to you that should open your heart for healing because the next thing that's going to come another week or 10 days later is okay here's what we need to do I, I haven't seen you at church in the last little while so so I want you to start coming back to church once you come back to church get involved in the worship and uh, and you need to stop talking about this you know talking about this to everybody and you need to stop talking about how your heart's broken and your heart's broken and your heart's broken let's start to walk out of this um, here's where the rub comes uh, wait are you judging me I mean, uh, where's the where, what happened to the love? What happened to the compassion? No, I have compassion and I have love, but me and God have too much compassion and love for you to let you stay where you're at. So now you need to start walking out of this. And here's where people get disconnected. Because we get addicted to... Is this too hard? We get addicted to the compassion and the love and we don't want to open ourselves up and begin to walk out. Amen. So, we have to ask ourselves, you know, and the, and the, and the whole world is kind of addicted to this. <clears throat> People's concept of God, the Bible, John 3, 16 says, God loved the world and so, for so many people, that's where John 3, 16 stops. It has four words in it, God loved the world. I believe in a God of love. I don't believe in a I don't believe in a God that would that would cause us to have consequences for our choices or anything. I just believe that God loves everybody. So what that says, it says God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that who it doesn't say whoever receives his love, that it says whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life that word believe is the greek word pistuo and it means to trust to cling to or to rely on so those who rely on him those who trust his word those who do what he says those who rely on him will not perish but have everlasting life we get addicted to the love and not realize that the obedience is what walks us out so now um what action needs to be taken once you experience the compassion of jesus hopefully the compassion of the church once you experience the love of jesus and the love of the church hopefully and which is all preceded by a new heart then what action needs to be taken do you need to end a relationship 
If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend that this is my problem, my heart's broken because I'm putting my trust where it doesn't belong. Do you need to forgive somebody? Is that where your heart's broken? It's not their fault, it's your fault. Do you need to ask forgiveness because you're the problem? Sometimes we break our own hearts and blame it on somebody else. Yikes. Okay, I'll move on. We need to stop talking about the problem. Do we need to stop talking about who's hurt us? Do we need to sow our lives into the life of, of another person? What do we need to do? What action needs to be taken to begin to bring about the healing of our hearts? <coughs> and then, number six, healing comes from obedience. New heart, compassion, love, which opens our heart for us to obey what the word says take the prescription until it brings healing you know i you know myself i'm really bad about taking a prescription until i feel better take this for 14 days three times a day for 14 days on the eighth day if i start feeling really good i stop taking it how many of you know that's not a good thing because I didn't take enough of it to knock it out. I took enough of it to feel better. I could preach on that for 30 minutes. <laughs> healing comes from obedience. Then the healing process produces growth and maturity. And then growth and maturity enable you to minister to others dealing with broken hearts. This is the real investment of God's love and God's forgiveness in your life is to bring you to a point of maturity where you can minister to others, make you a channel of his compassion, love, and ministry. It's not so you can come to church week after week after week after week after month after year because you're addicted to the love and compassion. Is this too hard? It is so that God can use you to recognize and to pour into and to minister to those that God sends who have broken hearts and have been who are where you have been. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. Micah preached on this so eloquently a couple weeks ago. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So we are to be overcomers. Say, I am an overcomer. What's the Holy Spirit saying to us today? Just think of the ministry that could happen in our churches, in our church, in our churches. If we would allow the Word of God and the Spirit of God to bring healing into our lives. And some of our broken hearts go back for years. Years. Some of you, your broken hearts go back to when you're kids. Now you're in your 50s. Someone broke your heart when you were five, when you were eight. What's the Holy Spirit saying to us today? He is saying that God created you to be victorious, but that victory comes from the inside out. It's not an outward victory. It's an inward victory that permeates every area of your life from the inside out. And that victory begins with a heart 
that is healthy and strong because it's been healed by the power of God. There are a lot of people in here that need healing. Broken heart, broken heart. We've learned to do the drill, haven't we? We learned to come in, smile, serve, give. We look good. Know how to say the right things. But on the inside, there's that heart that's never been regenerated, or there's that regenerated heart that's never been healed. And that's why Christ came. He came for the heart. He came for the heart. He came to heal your heart. He came to give you a new heart. It's not about the outward trappings of Christianity and how good can I look when I come to church. It's all about the heart and what's going on in here. Would you stand with me, please? Everybody stand with me. It's all about the heart. I want you to put your hand on your chest, and I want you to say it's all about the heart. It's all about my heart. Today I'm going to pray two prayers in the first prayer. It's for those who need new hearts. How do you know if you need a new heart? Have you made a decision to follow Christ? Because that's what supernaturally happens when you make a decision to follow Christ. You receive a new heart. A new spiritual heart. And he brings healing to that heart. And so what you need to do is make a decision to follow Christ. God loves you. God has a plan for your life. Because of sin, all of us have been separated from God. But Jesus Christ came to heal that heart. Jesus Christ came to bring life to you. What you need to do is make a decision to follow Christ. You can do that right there where you're standing. This is where it all starts. I'm going to pray in just a moment after this for people whose hearts have been broken, for that healing process to begin. But it doesn't start there. Don't wait for that prayer. Oh, I'll, I'll, pray, I'll pray for that. You need to be regenerated and you need a new heart. Thank God for the new heart that I received and I didn't keep trying to put a Band-Aid on my old heart. Bow your heads, please. Close your eyes. Maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Christ before. Or maybe you used to serve God. You've fallen away from the Lord. If you went into eternity today, you don't know what would happen to you. Today is your day. The Holy Spirit's drawing you into the kingdom of God. While every head's bowed and every eye's closed, everybody that wants to pray this prayer with me and everybody that wants a new heart, a new start, be able to start all over again. I want you to raise your hand real high right there where you're standing. I'm going to pray this prayer with you right there where you are. Thank you, Father. I see that hand. God bless you, ma'am. I see your hand right there. Who else? I want to make a decision to follow Christ. Who else? Yes, ma'am. I see your hand right over here. I see your hand right over there. God bless you. Hands in every single section. People wanting new hearts. Join them. Don't leave here without a decision to follow Christ. Anyone else? You can put your hands down. Everybody can look up here. we got people in every section who want to make decisions to follow Christ today. God bless you. We're so excited for you. Everybody, please bow your heads. Close your eyes. Let's, let's pray this together.
Those of you that raised your hands, pray this. We're all going to pray this with you together because you're about to become our brothers and sisters in Christ. And your heart is about to change right now. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me and to give me a new heart. Jesus, thank you that you willingly came and paid the price for my sin with your death on the cross so that I could be free to serve you, free to fulfill my destiny in you, and free to spend eternity with you. I repent for my sins. I say, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come and live on the inside of me now in my new heart. Thank you for empowering me to fulfill my destiny in God. As I come to church, get involved in church life, my, not, my life will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give a big hand for all those who made decisions to follow Christ. There's another, another prayer that I want to pray. I want to ask everyone to bow your heads, close your eyes for just a moment. I want to pray. And this is, this is level two. We prayed for hearts of compassion, and now, or we prayed for new hearts, and now level two is for the Holy Spirit to reach out to you with a heart of compassion, for your pastor to reach out to you with a heart of compassion, and for us to pray for you that God's love will touch your heart and change you. That God's love will open your heart to be able to receive His healing. Every heart, every head bowed, every eyes closed, please. Everybody that wants to join in, to, in this prayer, because your heart has been broken and that healing has not happened, I want you to raise your hand. Real high, just raise your hand right there. Amen. Don't look around, please. Heads bowed, please. Eyes closed. This is, people are doing business with God right now. Thank you, Father. My heart's been broken. I'm just not sure that it's been healed, that I've experienced that healing. The Holy Spirit's reaching you right now with compassion. Holy Spirit, you see the hands of those who have been honest with you this morning and have raised their hands. And we, I ask you, Holy Spirit, right now that you would supernaturally touch each person with your compassion. Holy Spirit, that you would wrap your arms around them as we enter into worship, in communion and in, uh, and in song. Holy Spirit, that you would touch us, you would wrap your arms around us, and that your compassion would open the door for your love and your healing right now. In Jesus' name, amen.